turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Joshua was the one in Joshua 24, verse 15, who said, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And every one of these kings got in trouble when they chose to do things their way as opposed to doing things in God's ways. And what we need to be doing is reading the Word of God and deciding that we're going to follow the Word of God and always remember that God's plans are better than our plans. Always, always, always. Good evening and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you've found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants to God and help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us tonight. I want you to know that I'm thoroughly enjoying preaching through the Bible in a chronological order, especially this week as we're looking at the time period between 930 B.C. and 722 B.C. It's about a 200-year window of time from 1 Kings 12 to 2 Kings 16. The four most important things that you need to know, number one, write this down, is division. Israel splits into two nations. The second thing you need to know is that the northern kingdom, when it splits, was called Israel. Now, there are 12 tribes. Remember, God settled the 12 tribes in this land, the promised land. But once it splits, the 10 tribes are to the north. The north is called Israel. Now, point number three, the southern kingdom, only two tribes, Judah and little old Benjamin. He didn't even count, really, for the most part. And Jerusalem was in Judah. The northern kingdom had all bad kings. Every king they had was bad. I mean, it was bad, one bad king after another. They never, ever, 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 ever had a good king lead those ten tribes called Israel. Now, the southern kingdom, they had some good, some bad, some some just kind of in the middle. I want to show you how and why the kingdoms split. It begins with a man named Solomon. Solomon is the third king of the United Kingdom before the split. Who's the first king? Saul. Who was the second king? David. And now the third king? Solomon. And Solomon was king over Israel in what we call the golden years of Israel's history. Solomon was an incredible man. He was a man of wisdom. He wrote some 3,000 proverbs. Solomon wrote all those. He also wrote 1,005 songs. He was a songwriter. He also wrote, in your Bibles, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and he wrote the book called Song of Solomon. 
He's a very wise guy. He was also very wealthy. You see the little dollar signs there. He was a really wealthy guy. And then he was a a man of great workmanship. He was incredible at building things. He was the one who actually built the first temple on Mount Moriah. Now I want you to take your Bibles and turn to 1 Kings chapter 9. 1 Kings 9 verse 1, when Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord, and he had finished building the royal palace, and he achieved all that he had desired to do, the Lord, verse 2, appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. Skip down to verse 4. He says, as far as you, and then he says the word if. I want everyone to say the word if. And, and really the gist of this sermon is what he says to Solomon, the if part, applies to every single person in this room. He says, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and uprightness as David your father did, and you do all that I command and observe my decrees and laws, verse 5, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever as I promised David your father when I said... You shall never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. Verse 6. But if you or your sons. So so you also have to be a good parent. It's just not you doing the right things. Your son's got to do the right thing. He says, if you or your sons turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I've given you, And you go off to serve other gods and worship them, verse 7, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them, and I will reject this temple that I have consecrated for my name, and Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all people. May God bless the reading of his words. You may be seated. It's all good. We have a united kingdom. We have a very wise man on the throne. And God has made it very clear. If you serve me, your kingdom will last forever. And if you don't, I will remove my blessing from this temple and from this land. So everything's good, except we got one problem. Solomon was a man of wisdom, a man of wealth, a man of workmanship, but Solomon was a man of many women. And the Bible says that he loved foreign women. He was an Israelite, but he loved the Moabite women. He loved the Ammonite women. He loved the Edomite women, the Sidonite women, and the Hittite women. And the Bible says Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's 1,000 women. Just so you know, that's 1,000 (laughs) mother-in-laws. Just keep that in perspective, okay? All those women turned Solomon's heart away from the Lord. And as... Solomon built the temple, that magnificent temple that you saw. Not only did he build that temple, after the women turned his heart away from God, he started building altars to the false gods of those foreign wives of his. And because of that, 
In 1 Kings 11, verse 11, I'll show it to you on the screen. It says, so the Lord said to Solomon, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, and here it is, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and I will give it to one of your subordinates. And then he goes on to say in verse 12, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will actually tear it out of the hand of your son. But then look at verse 13. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom. I'm not going to tear, tear all 12 tribes. But I, I'll just give him one little measly tribe for the sake of David and for the sake of Jerusalem for which I have chosen. So here's the big picture. Solomon is the third king. He rules over Israel in the golden era. The kingdom is united. It is blessed. God told Solomon, if you honor me and obey me and keep my laws, your kingdom will rule forever. If you don't, uh, it will be destroyed. And so Solomon, the wisest man in the world, loses all common sense because of his love for women. And so God, if this was the kingdom inside that he'd given to Solomon, he rips the kingdom from Solomon and then he tears it, he rips it again a second time and the northern part is Israel and the southern part is called Judah. And there are 10 tribes up here in the north and there's only two tribes down south. This is Israel, this is Judah, Jerusalem is down here in Judah. There was not a good king uh, in that entire period of the kings in the nation of Israel on the northern, the northern ten tribes. If you look over on the Judah side, you'll see that they've got a few that, are, that were actually good kings. And you can try to count them if you want how many were actually good because there's 20 uh, in Israel and 20 in Judah. There's only a handful that were actually good kings in, in all 40 of those kings. But what I want you to know is that in every single king, every one of them had a choice. The same choice that Solomon had. That if they would simply do good and honor God, that God would bless them. And if they chose to do wrong, that God would curse them and that he would not bless them. Which leads me to the fourth point of this message. And that is we each leave a legacy. And that's really the, the sermon of this window of time. Just like Saul, just like David, just like Solomon, the decisions that you make will affect your legacy. Every single person in this room, if you will simply do the right thing and honor God and obey God, you'll study the Bible, follow the Bible, and you'll live your life to honor God, there is a blessing or a ripple effect on your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and your legacy. Decisions you make, if you make the right decision, it trickles down to your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. And likewise, if you make wrong decisions, and so often we go, well, I can do whatever I want. It's my life. No, it's not just your life. The decisions that you make, if you make wrong choices and you dishonor God and you disobey God, there are ramifications for that on your children, your grandchildren, 
your great-grandchildren, and your legacy. I have three life lessons, or what I call three legacy lessons. I want you to write this down. Number one, man's ways are never as good as God's ways. They just never are. Rehoboam's the first king of the south. Jeroboam is the first king of Israel of the north. God, originally, he selected Jeroboam to be king over the entire kingdom. And Solomon got so upset that he tried to kill Jeroboam. So Jeroboam flees to Egypt. And while Jeroboam is down there in Egypt, the one God had selected, Solomon then anoints Rehoboam and puts Rehoboam over the kingdom. So basically there are now two kings. There's the king that God appointed and there's the king that man appointed. And you need to know that God's plan is always the best plan. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12, there is a way that seems right. It seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Joshua was the one in Joshua 24 verse 15 who said choose for yourself this day whom you will serve but as for me and my household we will serve the Lord and every one of these kings got in trouble when they chose to do things their way as opposed to doing things God's ways and what we need to be doing is reading the word of God and deciding that we're going to follow the word of God and always remember that God's plans are better than our plans. Always, always, always. <laughs> Legacy lesson number two. Godly counsel needs to be heeded. Now, there's an interesting story within the story. During Solomon's reign, he accumulated incredible amounts of wealth. He had the highest imaginable taxes. He also worked people half to death with his building programs, and he was purchasing ships, and he was building and amassing great amounts of wealth. He had very, very expensive taste. And so Solomon was overtaxing people and overworking them to death. And when he died, his son, Rehoboam, uh, he took over. And guess what Rehoboam did? He sought the counsel of the elders. 1 Kings 12, verse 6. King Rehoboam, he's down there in Judah. King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. And he goes to them and he asks, how would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. And they replied, if today you will be a servant to these people, and you will serve them, and you will give them a favorable answer. They will always be your servants. Well, that's some good wisdom right there. Verse 8, but Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him. Instead, he consults the young men who'd grown up with him who were serving him. Verse 9, he asked his young friends, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father has put on us? Verse 10. The young men who had grown up with him replied, tell these people who have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. 
And then verse 11, tell them this. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips, but I'm going to scourge you with scorpions. Can you imagine being beat with a scorpion every time they hit you? The scorpion stings you. And yet here he is not taking the advice. And because he rejected the advice of the elders, if you read this story further, uh, the people actually rebelled. And that's what helped cause the division. In other words, the entire nation was divided because Rehoboam was listening to the wrong advice. He could have kept them all together. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, verse 22, plans fell for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Good counsel begins with one question. And here's the question. What does the Bible have to say? Whatever you're wrestling with, whatever issues you have, and you you need some advice, you need some counsel, it begins with this question. What does the Bible have to say about this? Then the second thing that you do is you go find a godly man, you go find a godly woman, find an elder, find someone who spiritually you look up to, and you just simply ask them for their advice. And a godly man and a godly woman, they're going to tell you, and they're going to give you a godly answer. And you're going to find out in most cases what they tell you lines up exactly what's in the Word of God because they're godly people and they know what's in the Word of God. And then the third thing that you do is you begin to pray. You bring prayer into the equation because you're asking God for His advice. So you're reading the Word of God. You're you're listening to godly counsel. And then you're on your knees and you're actually listening for the voice of God. And if you do all three of those things, you'll know exactly what it is that God wants you to do when you come to these decisions that you must make. And number three, legacy lesson number three, foolish decisions lead to failed legacies. Now, we talked about Rehoboam. I want to talk about Jeroboam. He's that king up in the northern tribes. Uh, Guess what? He also got some bad advice. I want you to go to 1 Kings chapter 12. 1 Kings chapter 12. Jeroboam thought to himself, that's his first mistake right there. The kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David. If these people go up to offer, he's talking about his people up there in the north. If these people go up to offer sacrifices down there at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, which is down in Judah, they will again give their allegiance to their Lord Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me and they'll return to King Rehoboam. And so, verse 28, after seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. And he said to the people, it is too much, too difficult for you to go to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. And one of these two calves, verse 29, he set up in Bethel, and the other he set up in Dan. And this thing became a sin. And skip down to verse 31, Jeroboam also built shrines on high places and appointed priests when he was not supposed to be doing that. You see, he doesn't care about God's kingdom. He only cares about his kingdom. And as we close, I want to show you verse chapter 14. Go to chapter 14 and look at verse 7. Here's what happens to Jeroboam. Go tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I was the one that raised you up from among the people. I was the one that made you a leader over my people, Israel. 
verse 8. I was the one that tore the kingdom away from the house of David, and I was the one that gave it to you, but you have not been like my servant David who kept my commands and followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes. Verse 9. You have done more evil than all who lived before you. You've actually made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal. You have provoked me to anger. You've actually thrust me behind your back. Verse 10, because of this, I'm going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam, and I will cut off from Jeroboam every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as one burns up dung until it's all gone. In verse 11, dogs will eat those belonging to Jeroboam who die in the city, and the birds of the air will feed on those who die in the country. Thus the Lord has what? Spoken. You look at that entire list of kings, there's only four who got a thumbs up. Asa, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, and Josiah. And every one of those kings that were bad, they had an ending just like the story we just read there with Jeroboam. If you look at how long they reigned and they ruled, those four kings that were good actually had long periods of time on the throne. Asa ruled for 41 years. Jehoshaphat ruled for 25. Hezekiah ruled for 29. Josiah ruled for 31. Now, there are a few exceptions, but almost every one of those kings that were bad had short-lived time where they reigned. Some were minutes, some were days, some were a few months, some were a few years. But make no mistake about it, that when God declared you've got a choice on what your legacy is going to be like, the choice was up to that individual king. I don't care what your past is like, what's happened in your past. You can never go back and undo anything in your past. All you've got is today today look at your watch it's about 9 30 figure out what time you're going to go to bed tonight you got about so many hours left in today can you simply live today to honor god and then you get up the next day and you do it the next day and one day when you're an old person you can look back over your life and you can see the legacy that you left all because today you've made a choice that for you and your house, you are going to serve the Lord. If you were blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone lines are available now and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. Call us right now at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer needs you may have at this time. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We also want you to know that Pastor Dudley Rutherford has a monthly devotional that he'd like to share with you. You can easily sign up to receive this devotional by simply going to our website, liftupjesus.com, and clicking on a link at the top of the page that says Monthly Devotional. There is a place on the Monthly Devotional page where you can enter your name and email address. 
and begin receiving Pastor Dudley's monthly devotions on a regular basis. It's that simple. This is just one of the many resources we offer on our website, liftupjesus.com. That website again is liftupjesus.com. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that. Problem with crude language or gossip? Struggling with prejudice? Brokenhearted? Anxious? Or depressed? God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley